0: I want you to go into the rest of this year with nothing less than fuck yes energy. And you are never going to have to convince the right people to see into the depths of you. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, writer and speaker with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure. Always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn and grow. We boldly explore relationships, connection, and the nuances and complexities of the human experience with compassion, honesty, and a sense of humor. With both solo episodes and highly curated guests sharing incredible stories, experiences, and expertise, the Room to Grow podcast takes the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while covering the uncomfortable topics many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. I feel like it's been a while, except I have been releasing episodes, not not quite as often as I usually do, but I have been releasing episodes, but they were ones with uh, my friend Jade and he and I recorded them like weeks ago. So it's been a while since I just like sat down to record an episode. It's been like a month or so. <laughs> So it feels like I'm just getting back into the game. Uh, Welcome to 2023, if you're listening to this in real time. Um, I have a few different things I'm going to cover on this one. So first of all, we are going to be talking about uh, the most important lessons from 2022, at least in my personal opinion, that, that I learned that I think that you can probably benefit from. Um, I'm also going to be giving you some questions for you to think on and journal about, and yeah, we've got less to cover in this one. I'm, I'm excited about this. Okay. So first let's start out with the most important lessons from 2022 because holy shit, like it just feels like, I'm like, where did last year go? I don't, (laughs) I just, I don't know where time is going, but most important lessons. I, I like to sort of, you know, reflect, um, and, and I do reflect often, but I, I There is something about the start of a new year that can be a really great uh, opportunity to reflect on time that has gone by and uh, just sort of giving ourselves a bit of a bit of an audit, you know. Um, And I also have to say, I mean, in my personal opinion, New Year's is the most overrated holiday of all time. But again, there are aspects of it that I do like to incorporate um, in doing my own way, like in terms of reflecting and stuff like that. So in my reflection, I came up with these uh, five lessons that were very important um, for me. And and they were either just really things that I already knew, but were made even more clear to me, or even a couple things that uh, I didn't quite grasp um, before. And now I really see things in a whole new light. So. Number one, true integrity is determined in the way you show up when no one is looking. Because character is created when we take responsibility and ownership of our mistakes. This is a really big one because there is someone that I was close to um, who in the last few months of the year, I started to see... Some things where this person was a little bit out of integrity. And then there was uh, a particular instance that came to light where not only were they out of integrity, but they knew it and uh, they were very aware of it. And they refused to take ownership and responsibility. And I lost a lot of respect. I lost a lot of respect because true integrity is determined in the way that we show up when nobody's looking, when no one's watching how do you show up that is where integrity you know any anyone it's it's easier to show integrity when other people are watching when we know that other people will judge us when uh when we see that that we we have a moment in time where it's almost like time stands still a little bit and and we can tell that someone else could judge us or think poorly of us in that particular moment and listen, we all fuck up. We all make mistakes. The difference to me is whether or not you own it. I, You know, it, we, we can, we will all make all the mistakes in the world and some will be worse than others and, and every single one of us will screw things up. But do you own it? That's the part that I care about the most. And that is where uh, real character is born. Number two, practicing presence requires intention, attention, and heart. Putting your phone away is only the first step to practicing presence and the bare minimum requirement, the bare minimum. Practicing presence really, and I've done some, some episodes on this uh, as well. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to reference some of those. But what I will say is that I think that it's, it's most important. You can give anyone your attention, but That doesn't mean that you are bringing your whole heart to the table and showing up with like that really, those really beautiful intentions and, you know, anyone can put their phone down, look you in the eye and have a conversation, but that is not necessarily true presence because we have to, we have to practice bringing all of us. I I hope that you have had the experience of being engaged with someone in conversation um, with, with anybody, doesn't matter who it is, who you can tell it, it's sort of like that uh, that moment where it feels like anything else could be going on around you. And that person would still be treating you with respect and care and making you feel like they had nothing else in the world to attend to. I hope that you've had that experience because there's something incredibly special about that. And and we remember that. We can feel that. So as, mo- as often as we can gift that to someone else, the better, the better. And it is a practice. This is very much a practice. So the more we can practice doing that, the better. Number three, this is a really cool lesson that I learned uh, closer to the end of the year. And it was kind of via like a mentor pointing some of these out to me. And it was just as soon as she said it to me, I was like, oh, my God, I had this lightning bolt moment. And it I've I've actually talked about it in some of my coaching groups since uh, both my men's group and my women's group. And everyone has has just resonated with it so deeply. It's the recognition of how much energy gets created when we engage with other people when we uh, when we have a, a moment an experience something like that you are creating something from nothing so just as one example when when I um, hold a a conversation with a coaching client and the two of us are engaged in conversation I often will leave those calls like on a high because it's I just get so much out of it and I, I find so much joy just pure, genuine joy and sense of purpose in my work that I will, I I'll just leave that call feeling great, like feeling uplifted. Right. And, and hopefully they do as well. That's usually the feedback I get. So I, I hope so. Um, and it's sort of like, how long can we hold onto that energy? Because in those moments we have, we have created something from nothing. Energy has been generated where it didn't exist before. And then the practice becomes, how long can we hold that feeling? How long can we hold on to it? Now, I need to be clear. This is not some uh, toxic positivity bullshit, okay? We do not do that around here. <laughs> it is not about that. It's not about pretending that everything is fine when everything is not fine. It's, it's making it almost like a challenge to yourself and being like, how long can I hold that, that frequency of, of that feeling, that, that sort of like riding high feeling. How long can I hold that? It might only be five minutes. Maybe it's five days. Maybe you're having a rough time even after, you know, that you, you had that that high. Then you have a rough time maybe in the few days afterwards. And then at some point, maybe you take a moment to take a few deep breaths to, to meditate to yourself. And you go back into that uplifted feeling, the memory of that feeling from the energy that was generated and created in that moment. That can shift your entire energy in the present moment too. How long can you hold that energy like it's a container of some kind. And isn't it also cool like that realization that that even just engaging in a simple conversation with someone, we're generating energy where none existed before. How fucking cool is that? It I just found it so fascinating and I've been playing with this idea ever since and it I have to tell you it has been a game changer. It has been a game changer. Like when we have those moments, if if you are someone who, uh, especially if you're someone who feels like um, you're sort of like living on a roller coaster emotionally a little bit, and trust me, over the last few years, I have had those moments, like, believe me. Uh, so <laughs> so I totally get it. And one of the things that I often try to practice is, is regulation a little bit, you know? I mean, yes, we are absolutely going to have the highs and have the lows, and, and those are both necessary and incredibly beautiful and sometimes very painful experiences, but it's all part of this stunningly beautiful experience that we call life. So I'm not asking you to eliminate that. I'm asking you to almost raise your baseline. Like how can you raise your baseline so that yes, you will still experience the highs and the lows, but in some cases, maybe the lows won't be quite as low, at least maybe not as often. If we can start to learn to hold the energy from the moments that give us those those beautiful highs? What are the emotions that you experience in those moments where, where energy is generated, where you feel really good? And how can you tap into that and challenge yourself to hold it for as long as you can? Isn't that cool? I just thought that was so fascinating. I, I'm going to be playing with that more and I will circle back as I learn more about that and and it kind of like play with it myself more but i just thought that was so cool i could not share it <laughs> so i have to share that with you okay lesson number 4 of 5 life is a game of you versus you okay and sometimes what's coming for you might take a little longer than it does for someone else but god damn it is it worth the wait it is worth the wait and i know how hard it can seem when When it might seem like other people around you are getting the things that you really want and you're going, okay, but when is it my turn or uh, why hasn't this happened for me yet? And even if you are, you know, very genuinely happy for for these other people in your life, but there's still a tiny little piece of you that's like, you know, when is when when is this coming for me or when when is my turn coming? This is a reminder that I think that we all will have to continuously remind ourselves of over and over and over again over the course of our entire lifetimes is that it's just you versus you. It's you versus you. You're on your own journey. Your journey is going to look different from someone else's. And that's not a bad thing. That is not a bad thing. And what's coming for you, what's meant for you won't miss you. My, my dear friend, Aaliyah Lovely, um, she was, she's been on the podcast a couple of times, but the one that would be most, um, most connected to this one would be episode 315, where she talked all about manifestation. And I, I love, she always says that she, she always says what's meant for me won't miss me. She treats that as, as a mantra. And I've adopted that as well, because I think that it's really useful and it reminds us that it's just you versus you. Me versus me, right? You know, that, that, that reminder can be really, really powerful. Number five is to ask yourself, this is an important one. This is a very important one. Ask yourself, do I shrink or do I grow in this person's presence? Does my soul feel an expansion or a contraction with this person? Like, I want you to go into the rest of this year with nothing less than fuck yes energy and you are never going to have to convince the right people to see into the depths of you to truly feel seen you will never have to convince the right people to be able to give you that gift and when you try to force that with the people when that with the people who who are never going to be able to truly see you you actually kind of betray yourself too and, and you you shrink into a space that does not fit you. I did a podcast episode on that one as well that I'll that'll also reference that has been very, very popular and and it's because we've all experienced that feeling and it does not feel good. It does not feel good. And again, I'm going to be uh, totally transparent with you. there there was one person in particular um that I saw as, I'd been able to feel for some time that they were not a good fit in my life for a wide variety of reasons. Wide variety of reasons. Um, and it, sometimes this person could even uh, feel a little bit patronizing. Um, and, and I could catch myself sometimes trying to almost prove my worth to them. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm not doing this (laughs) and it was it was for a very brief period of time it was somebody who had sort of like been out of my life and then sort of came back into my life closer to the end of the year and I just knew right away I was like no you are not coming back into my life in <laughs> 2023. You are not invited into 2023 with me because I just don't tolerate anything less than fuck yes energy at this point in any of my relationships with, uh, you know, I only want like fuck yes clients to come in and, and work with me. Like we're 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 a fuck yes for each other. Um, it, You know, any any type of relationship in my life friends, loved ones, it, you know, it, and sometimes, yes, this is just going to mean, uh, some hard conversations and boundaries. Like this is not about just like cutting people out of your life. I'm not about that five. Um, but in this particular case, it was someone who just simply didn't really have a place in my life. And, um, it was, it was going to be better for me to release them with a ton of kindness and compassion, uh, which I absolutely did. And and I had some hard conversations with that person and, and everything else. So this was not just like a, you know, snipping people out. We don't, I, I'm not really a fan of that. I'm like, okay, we need to, um, I, I'm always the one who will teach people like, we need to have the hard conversations. We need to communicate. We need to set boundaries. Like do all of these practices. It's not about just, um just feeling like we can just, Treat people as they're as disposable, right? That is not what I'm about. But we do have to ask ourselves if we shrink or grow in certain people's presence, and and do we feel an expansion or contraction with them? And if you can feel yourself shrinking in someone's presence, ask yourself why. Like get curious, right? Bring curiosity to the table, and and see what that is, and explore that a little bit. But. Just that awareness is going to be really, really key. I've got some some questions here for you that I think could be really helpful for you as well. When you were sort of maybe reflecting on the past year, and I know that it's technically after New Year's, but there's no, there's no set date on this, right? Like we can do this anytime. Ask yourself what went well. What went well, right? Sometimes it can be easy to focus on the maybe what went wrong, but what went really well? And how do you how did you feel this past year? How did you feel? And this could be emotionally, physically, maybe even spiritually. Like reflect on that a little bit. What has sort of been the the most, um, the overarching theme or most common emotion that kept popping up for you along the way? Who needs to be acknowledged? That's a really great one as well. Who needs to be acknowledged? What is it that, uh, who is it in your life that maybe hasn't gotten enough uh, credit or recognition from you just for being them? Like just for being them, and and maybe for, uh, playing a really beautiful supporting role in your life. Who needs to be acknowledged? How did you grow this past year? Where are some of the ways that? Where are some of the areas that you can show yourself compassion, in the way that you navigated this past year? There's also some really great things that you can get into around what's not working, right? What didn't work this year? Do an energetic audit as well. I I actually uh, shared some of that back in episode 330, actually. Back in episode 330 about managing your energetic capacity. Um, And that one can be really, really useful for you to go through some things in your life, like paying attention to the way you feel after interactions with different people, um, making a list of the things that weigh you down energetically, clearing out energetic loose ends, uh, auditing your calendar to clear some space, leaving space for magic to come in. That's a really, really important one. And then when you think about the upcoming year, again, how do you want to feel over the upcoming year? Like put aside the the vision boards and the list of goals and all the things for just a second. And I want you to sit down on on the floor to take a few deep breaths, close your eyes and think about how you want to feel. How do you want to feel? Because if you achieve everything that you want, but you are completely and, and utterly burned out and miserable when you get there with Uh, you know, relationships that are not working. And in all of these different things that have sort of like fallen apart, because we were so focused on the destination. That's probably not as much of a win as we think it is. Right? So how do you want to feel over the upcoming year? Like, you know, for example, like joy, fulfillment, connection, peace, calm, belonging, these can all be beautiful possibilities that you decide you want to actively invite and infuse into the way that you want to bring your yearly theme into full focus. Who do you want to connect with more in the year ahead? What traits do you need to embody so that you can be it until you see it as well? You may have heard me mention that uh, on the podcast before. My dear friend, J. Tita, came up with that phrase about the be it until you see it, as opposed to the faking it until you make it, because that can feel really disingenuous and, and inauthentic. So instead, get really clear on who you want to become and then start practicing being that person right now. Start embodying those traits over and over and over again until you actually become the thing that you wanted to be how can you show up in ways that you will be proud of five or ten years from now as well this is a question that I ask myself daily I ask myself that question daily even in certain interactions with people um, in the way that i communicate in in the the kindness that I always try to show up with uh, it, it's it's so it's such an important anchoring question that I come back to often how can you show up in ways that you'll be proud of five or ten years from now and what is it that you want this upcoming year? And how are you going to put it into action? Do you have a theme overall for, for the upcoming year? I did a, an episode last year that's been really, really popular Um Right around this time of year as well. It's episode 297, and, and it's titled Slowly, 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 Suddenly, and Setting Intentions for a New Year. Um, and I go into more detail in that one about how to sort of create a theme for for the year and, and to come up with a, a word of the year because I do really find that useful. Um, this is the first year that I have actually come up with three words. Um, often I will do two, one, one or two. The last few years it's, it's been two words. But this year I got a, sort of a download and there were three words that came in. And this year, I'm going to keep it to myself for now. Um, I usually share publicly what my theme is. This one feels very personal. Um, it, it just, it feels, it feels very close to my heart. And I will end up sharing it, but it might not be until next year. <laughs> so it, I'm, I'm interested to see how this one goes because every year when I set a theme, whew, there are some things that come out, let me tell you. <laughs> So I'm interested to see how this sort of plays out over the upcoming year. But ultimately, I want you to be defiant in pursuit of the life and relationships that you want out of everything that we've talked about here. Be fucking defiant sometimes. Sometimes we have to have that little bit of fight in us to get to where we're going because the universe isn't going to magically overnight it to your doorstep. Whatever it is that you want. However it is that you want to be, whoever you want to become, the universe is not going to just hand you that stuff sometimes. Because manifestation is is great, it's amazing, it's a very real thing, but we still have to work for it. Again, my, my friend Aaliyah goes into that uh, more about manifestation and healing in episode 315. I highly, highly recommend uh, that episode. Aaliyah approaches manifestation in a way that I really respect um, because it's a way that I, I don't often hear discussed in in the way that she presents it. And I think that we need to to look at it from, from that point of view and, and tying it in with healing a lot more often. Because if you want a thriving business, you have to start showing up and serving the people you want to end up hiring you. If you want to feel better mentally, physically, emotionally, you're going to have to do the work to get there. Like sometimes we are going to have to fight for the life and relationships that we want to have to own our desires and to claim it in order to receive it. And sometimes we also have to straight up ask for it in order to receive it as well. Sometimes we can really want something and we'll just be like wandering around life. I've done this before. (laughs) Wandering around life and wondering why it hasn't appeared yet. Have you actually asked for it? Like, have you actually asked for the thing? Have you communicated the need? Have you um, asked for the sale? Have you have you done any of these different things to actually ask for the thing that the universe might it willingly hand you, but you might have to ask for it first too? That can be another version of of claiming it. It's funny. I, I was having a conversation uh, with a friend right before I, I recorded this episode, and. I was I was telling them about um, some really intensive trauma work that I did a couple of years ago. And it reminded me of something I I'd, I'd forgotten. I knew that I was going into this this uh, this trauma session for a week or so beforehand. And I started to prepare for it mentally. And something that I ended up doing was I came across this song totally randomly. Um I think it on Spotify it was like you know when you hit the end of your playlist and then Spotify just keeps playing like finding random ass songs for you that it thinks that you'll like based on what you were uh, listening to before. It, it came up on one of those and it, it's called "Tomorrow We Fight" and I don't even remember who it's by. You can go look it up, <laughs> but it's called "Tomorrow We Fight" and for some reason it just really like struck me and and it I found it in the week before. Um, I was going into this really intensive trauma session and I replayed it over and over and over again in the days leading up to this session that I did, because to me, it represented fighting to be free of the pain and the stories that I had created around that pain that had been holding me hostage. And I went into that session with a singular goal fighting to be free of the fear and the hurt and everything I could feel I needed to release and shed in order to be able to move forward. I treated it like like a fight that I was preparing for like an athlete. And the result that I got out of that trauma work was incredible. It was incredible. And there are a variety of reasons, I think, why it, it went so well. But uh, the the facilitators who were sort of helping me with it said that they saw a better result with me than they had seen with with a lot of other people. Um, and I think that it's partly because I was just so fucking ready to let a lot of that stuff go. I had done so much growth and, and personal development work leading up to that point that I think really helped to fuel that. There were so many reasons, but I also kind of feel like there was a part of me that was just ready to fight for that, that inner freedom. I was, I was ready to fight for that with everything I had. And that was one of the reasons I think why it was so effective for me. And when we're thinking about, I I think that this is a really important reminder as well. If you've, if you've never read uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, I highly recommend it. It is one of, I think that it's one of the most important uh, pieces of literature out there. And one of the things that Viktor Frankl um, talked about was listening to the call, so-called, and answering it in every moment. So what he sort of meant by that and and how he sort of explained it was like, life is expecting something of you. Life is asking something of you. It's, It's not about what we can get out of life. It's about what we can give to life. Sometimes, even though so many of us, we've all done this, like been looking around, looking to see what we can gain from life. But what can we actually give to life? What is life asking of us, expecting of us? Sometimes fighting for the life and relationships that you want means answering the call and fighting the resistance you might feel about what's required of you to get there. How can we show up from a place of service in, in our life, in our work, in, in our business, whatever that is? How can we show up with more generosity and abundance? These are, are the reminders that, that I am reminding myself of as well. Like Going into this upcoming year, like life is asking something of me. How can I answer that call? How can I give more? How can I be of service more often, more deeply? How can I approach things from that lens? And seeing how that shifts things a little bit. So I'm really interested to hear um, how some goes for you. I'd love to hear some of your reflections about the past year and uh, some of the things that you are looking forward to calling in Um how you are going to be showing up for life more, answering that call more this upcoming year, uh, what you are looking to get out of, the traits that you're looking to embody the, this coming year. I would love to hear about all of that. And I do have a number of um uh, episodes referenced that would go really well with this episode as well as some of the things that we talked about there's some really really great ones in here especially around like self compassion uh, cultivating a deep sense of self-worth learning to like ourselves um, you know stop bullshitting with your potential <laughs> That was episode 348 um, things to leave behind like there's there's a lot here that could go really really well with this episode the other thing is too that I want to let you know is that I am starting this is one of the things I'm implementing for this year is sending out an email every Sunday moving forward. And I am really excited about this. And to be totally honest with you, I often have not always been excited about sending emails uh, to my list. This I'm excited about. I, I just sort of like came up with an idea of, of how I'm going to structure it and it's going to be super simple be quick little note um, I'll share like a thought an idea maybe a question for you and if you sign up to receive them I'll also send you uh, my my 15 page uh, guide on where to begin doing this work around relationships starting with the one that we have ourselves so that guide has been super super popular I've gotten incredible feedback about it um, some people have literally called it life changing which I thought was very cool <laughs> so I will send you that if you sign up for these emails Sunday morning, um, they're just gonna be like just basically little love notes from me to you. Um, just something that you can check out. Uh, they won't be they won't be long. I I have a tendency sometimes to write long emails, but I'm going to be keeping these ones um, short, quick, to the point, super casual, chill. Um, I'm just really excited about this. So very excited to share that. So the link for all of that is in the show notes, or you can jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com for all the details, for all of the uh, other episodes that I've referenced, anything like that, it's all over there for you. And please send me an email uh, at info at emilygoffcoaching.com or shoot me DM at Coach on Instagram to let me know how all this is going. Let me know how you're feeling about the upcoming year. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Talk to you soon. you so much for listening. If you want more, one of the most common questions I get is where to even begin to start doing this work to create deeper connections and better relationships. I've got a free 15 page guide for you called where do we begin? This is the very foundations that you need to start to build healthy relationships with others and with yourself. This is my gift to you and multiple people have referred to it as life-changing. <laughs> you can find it over at RoomToGrowPodcast.com or check the show notes to go download it and have it sent straight to your inbox. Thanks so much and stay tuned for more episodes weekly.